John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show! Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. The the way John's face is lit up by the lamp on his desk, he looks like he's <laughs> leaning over the the <laughs> the pit of hell. You're looking very red in the face. <laughs> that's that's not the lamp. <laughs> Genuinely, <laughs> seriously, how you looking? <laughs> yeah. Well, so yesterday I um, I went to Roundhay Park in Leeds with uh, my wife and my daughters, and it was like a picnic for Japanese school friends. And because it was kind of a cloudy day, just didn't put any sunburn on, uh, sun cream on, and my head is just one giant blister. Um, I was in quite a lot of pain last night, so that was that big sigh that you possibly could have heard was just my wife kind of walking in behind me, listening to me mention that, and then just going, ugh. Uh, leaving the room. So. I hope it, we can pick that up on the audio. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my head just looks. Yeah, it really is red. It's really red. I thought that you would have learned your lesson by now, that kind of thing. Well, I don't know. It's just because England's just so grey and shit. You just kind of just forget about it and then think I'll be all right. You're out I think all day. It must have been just, yeah, high UV yesterday, I think, through the clouds. Um, I'm, I'm off drinking this afternoon uh, back in Leeds. So I've got the sort of decision to make because, you know, probably if the weather's good, we'll be sat outside Is do I take a hat? So I hate carrying hats around because obviously at some point it's going to go cold and dark and I don't need a hat anymore. So then I either yeah. lose it or I've got to take some sort of man bag to carry stuff in. <laughs> or or you wear a hat at night when then it stops being a hat and it becomes a fashion accessory. Yeah. And, and like you're it. making a statement, aren't you? Yeah. I've got like a, I've got a baseball cap, but I don't really want to go out drinking with colleagues wearing a baseball cap because I feel like a bit of a scumbag. I don't mind if it's like to a beach or a barbecue, but going out to like Weatherspoons in a baseball cap just makes me feel scumbag. But then I've also got a flat cap, which is a bit, does the job, but once the sun goes down, it is probably pretentious. And it means I need to be colour coordinated as well, because it's kind of a light blue colour, <laughs> which, yeah, I don't know. I might just get sunburned, fuck it. I'm sure alcohol kills skin cancer. I'm, I'm not sure if that's, uh, listener, I'm not sure if that's medically true, so I'm probably wise not to take the medical advice of a man who <laughs> stood there like a Belisha beacon. <laughs> yeah. So how's things with you anyway? Oh, uh, yeah, good. We had, uh, there was a week off last week. Oh, well, not, well, not for me, but it's uh, been Obon here in Japan. And uh, my uh, kids were off off school and nursery. My wife was off work. Fortunately, I was going to work, so I missed most of the carnage that was happening in our house. <laughs> Actually, the, the the weather here, normally in the summer, you know, it's like boiling hot and sunny. But it's been quite rainy. There's been a couple of typhoons and stuff. You might have seen the flooding on TV. Um, around here has not been too bad, but it just means we haven't been able to go out much. So it has been a little bit stressful in the house. Uh, cabin fever. My, my, yeah, exactly. And my older son, he's had some school homework to do, so we've been trying to do that. And, you know, 
I have to kind of help as much as I can, but the the brunt of it goes to my wife, but something a job she gave me to do. He uh in his class they have recorder practice. And she said <laughs> that I had it was my job to teach him the recorder. So, <laughs> can you play the recorder? No, I could play the harmonica a little bit or I used to be able to. Decided I can't remember why I decided oh I decided that basically I, I am have no musical talent, so what's a musical instrument that I could learn, which is probably, apart from the triangle. So I thought I'd give it a bash on the harmonica, and I, I got to the point where I could play. Mary had a little lamb um, when the saints oh, well. go marching in, and then I was trying to learn Wild Rover, and I think that's when I kind of... Well, I think then I decided, oh, I'm good at this, I'll buy a guitar. <laughs> which, uh, and we all know how that's turned out. Yeah, yeah like the Americans invaded Afghanistan. <laughs> It's going to be 20 years and they're just completely pointless. Bit, bit of satire there for you. I like the way it sounds like you're slowly assembling a one-man band. Yeah, Bob Dylan. Get yourself a drum. Yeah. Or don't mention Bob Dylan. Well, yeah, today it turns out he's been fiddling 12-year-old girls. So, well, uh, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly, Come of on. course, allegedly. It does, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but anyway, so I, I've been in charge with like the I've been charged with teaching the recorder, which is I haven't played the recorder obviously since <laughs> I was about eight years old. <laughs> but I do I I did A level music at school, so a reasonable like level of musical ability at that point. But again, that was like twenty years ago. So anyway, I was trying to teach my son, but then my wife was being like a little bit of a backseat teacher, oh, which no. of course when I'm teaching. English. She doesn't backseat teach at all because well, she can't. <laughs> but yeah, she was telling me the hand was in the wrong place and stuff. So anyway, but I was, we were trying to do it. So we we're doing like this. We were singing out the rhythm, you know, of the song, and then I was getting him to play it with one note, and then trying to. The, the, yeah. the difficulty is playing the different notes. Yeah, yeah. So moving your fingers properly. So anyway, so both me and my son wanted to finish this. So she was in the kitchen. So I just grabbed the recorder off him and I played through his song a couple of times. <laughs> and, <laughs> and my wife said from the kitchen, she went, she went, oh, that's really good. You're coming on really well, <laughs> which, is, which is good because there's no way that if she knew I was playing it that she would ever pay me a compliment. So I've kind of like sort of stolen a compliment off her. (laughs) um, But the kind of bad news was, as I was going through it the last time, she walked into the living room to find (laughs) me sat on the sofa playing the recorder. (laughs) So, yeah, we were busted. I thought, look what I've got, look what I brought with me. Oh, nice. (laughs) Would you you care to tell the listeners what, what I'm showing you? Well, the, the picture's very blurry. I'm hoping it's a recorder. <laughs> it's, it's long and it's black. <laughs> <laughs> this is another thing that I, I've been impressing my wife with this week. Yeah. <laughs> she soon forgot about the recorder business when I brought this bad boy out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'm going to give you a blast of my recorder skills. I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this song. Let me know. Yeah, yeah, go on. Let me know if you could tell what song I'm playing. All right. Bearing in mind, I I practiced this for one minute before we started recording. All right. Okay. And this is not a difficult one. I don't even know if the, the notes are right. <laughs> Here we go. Should 
Should I try a different pitch? I don't know. Yeah. Let me give you a hint. You're in it. Was it John of Savage Japan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet Ruben's smashing his TV up. Well, smashing his radio up now, his iPhone up. <laughs> S in J News. All right, now it's time for the new section of the show. So, Sam, what have you got for us? Well, this was um, a story I found online. Uh, it's on YouGov. Uh, the title is Which Animals Could Britons Beat in a Fight? Last week, YouGov US revealed what animals Americans thought they could beat in unarmed combat. And so many people liked it that uh, in the UK, they've now done a British comparison study. So, John, I'm going to do a little bit of a game here. I'm going to tell you an animal, and I want you to tell me what percentage of Britons right. think they could take it. And it's men and women. But I think it's adults only. Right. So the the first one is, what percentage of Britons do you think think they could beat a rat? A rat? Oh, I'm going to go yeah. high. I'm going to say more, 85%. Well, you've got a bit more confidence than most because it's only 67%. Oh, Jesus, what a nation. <laughs> They've got that little confidence in themselves. Like storming the beaches of Normandy and then you've got 33% of people pussied out when a rat attacks them. Sickening. <laughs> Do you, okay, okay, next. How about a house cat? Oh, I'd say... I'm, uh, see, the thing is with this is, do people think? Is it, are they asking people, could you kill this? And then half the people go, no, because I don't want to hurt animals. Or is it like, you have to? It's coming at you and your kids. Could you kill it? Because I reckon, again, sixty percent of people would say they could kill a cat easily. Probably more. Well, there you are. Right, you're you're right. It's sixty six percent. Yeah. So same the, amount as the, you could the, kill a rat. Exactly. Yeah. Bizarre. I think the thing with a rat is that people would kind of be a bit scared and think they might run away or jump on a chair or something. The phrasing of the question that they've done is, which of the following animals, if any, do you think you could beat in a fight if you were unarmed? Right. So I think being unarmed is pretty important there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could just kick a rat, can't you? Easy. If you could catch <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, if he was coming at you, there's, there's ways of slamming it against the wall or whatever. Yeah, if you if you were in a in a sealed room yeah. and it was you, the the last man standing survives, I yeah. reckon you'd be all, you'd be all right, wouldn't you? Yeah, people yeah. are underestimating themselves. Yeah. Um, okay. Next, a little bit of change in the in the game. I'm going to give you two animals. Yeah. Which you tell me which one you think Britons are more confident they could defeat in an unarmed in a in unarmed <laughs> combat. Right. <laughs> okay. So the two are eagle and a large dog. So I'm guessing I, large dog is anything sort of like retriever sized or over. I think most people would fancy the chances against a bird. You're right. Eight, well, but it's still pretty low though. Eighteen percent think they could beat an eagle, yeah. whereas only thirteen percent think they could beat a large dog. Yeah. I mean, 
But eagles do have, they've got sharp claws, that beak. I mean, they can fly. I, don't, I think I'd rather take on a dog. Right. Oh, it depends what dog. I mean, some dogs are pretty bad, aren't they? But an eagle, like, is it hovering? And if it's hovering, you've got to rip at the wings, haven't you? Or kind of grab. <laughs> Whereas a dog, if it's got its jaws on you and it's clamped on, then you're, you're in a world of hurt. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you would be. Okay, final one. Uh, kangaroo or wolf? Oh, I reckon more people would think they could take out a kangaroo, even though I don't think that'd be particularly easy. I think wolves and kangaroos are both very dangerous uh, animals, but I think most people would reckon they can box a kangaroo. <laughs> well, you're right. Again, it was marginal, though. Only 5% of people thought they could beat a kangaroo, and an even lower number of four thought they could beat a wolf. Yeah, I mean... I don't think I could beat a wolf, to be honest. I think wolves are pretty well... I mean, if you don't think you can beat a large dog, then you definitely can't beat a wolf, can you? I mean, there's that film with Liam Neeson, isn't there, where he kind of... The film culminates with him sort of taping miniature alcohol bottles to his fingers and then having to fight a wolf, which is... (laughs) Sounds mad. Sounds (laughs) absolutely mad. It's called The Grey, I think. (laughs) It's brilliant. Well, you see, I'm afraid Liam Neeson would be expelled from this competition because it is, of course, unarmed combat. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, The article goes on here. There are only two animals a a majority of Britons believe they can beat. Uh, People are, however, more likely than not to think they could vanquish a goose. 45% said they could and 35% said they couldn't. Uh, Britons are also split on their prospects of putting down a medium-sized dog. For all other animals, the majority of Britons expected they would lose. Right. Uh, they did this uh, in America as well, right? Yeah. So do you think generally um, Americans were more confident about their abilities to uh, overcome the animals or oh, less of confident? Of course. I think massively more confident. You've hit the nail on the head. The top of the, I don't want to jump to the top of the scale. Grizzly bear. What oh. percentage of Americans do you think reckon they could take on a grizzly bear? Well, sat in the bed, sat in the mum's basement. Oh, probably something stupid like 7%. Yeah, what, 6%? You're good at this. <laughs> what percentage of Americans do you think think they can take on an elephant. Oh, what? Um, <laughs> I'm going to say, because there'll, there'll be some nerd who's just studied how to kill an elephant, so I'm going to go, I'll say 1%. 1%. A whopping 8% of Americans reckon they can take on an elephant. How? Are you fucking mad? I, like that, that was going to be my question to you. What, what would be your tactic? So I'm completely unarmed. There's literally, <laughs> yeah. there's literally nothing you could do, is there? I mean, you could try and sort of... I don't know, I'd just go for its eyes. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just keep running around and just try and stick your finger in its eye. I mean, you're not going to be able to do it. Grab its tail and just hope that it doesn't kick you to death. <laughs> I mean, yeah, literally, I the tail. <laughs> literally nothing you could do to kill an elephant as a human being. Unless you had a spear and you were, you know, trained. <laughs> Eight percent. That's insane. That is insane. The eight percent of Americans reckon they could kill an elephant. I mean, that's just bull. <laughs> ah, good. <laughs> yeah, bit of bit of a science chew. That was J and S in J News. Fans on fire. You're a liar. You're. 
time is the truth. Okay, it's time for the return of Pants on Fire. We haven't had this one in a while. Um, I don't really know what's happening. John said he's got something for this, so I'm assuming he's going to tell a story that's either true or false, and then yeah. I'm going to guess whether it is, but I'll pass it over to John. John, what, what's going on? Uh, so, as I've told you during this uh, summer, I've done quite a lot of camping. So the last camping trip I went on, it was just me and my wife and the kids. Um, the, this particular campsite, you weren't allowed any uh, fire pits, so basically people just go to bed quite early and it kind of curtailed the amount that I could sit up and drink because it was pretty cold. Uh, so anyway, one night I went to, I didn't have, actually have, I only had one pint when we were having dinner. So I didn't have anything to drink, uh, but I woke up in the middle. I'd been drinking the day before, uh, but I woke up in the middle. I drank quite a lot of water that day because it was quite hot. But I woke up probably about one, one or two o'clock in the morning needing to pee. So I went out of my tent, went round the back, uh, and I was peeing. And as I was peeing, I just felt the urge to uh, fart. But I was kind of conscious of the fact that um, there's other tents nearby. And, you know, everybody kind of gone to bed quite sober. And it's quite a family-oriented thing. So I'd, I was kind of yeah, holding tent, it in. Tents aren't known for being soundproof, are no. they? Soundproof. So I didn't i tried to do that old thing where you kind of pull your ass cheeks apart and see if it'll just escape out <laughs> and it didn't so i thought oh, right i might actually need to go for a poo but then i thought no actually i don't well as soon as i'd emptied my bladder there's quite a lot in my bladder kind of released the tension on my colon i think so just as i was about to get into the tent so i bent down to get to the tent i farted the loudest fart i have ever done by a country mile it was that loud that about four or five different people came out of their tents. I, I, I go into my tent and my, my wife was just laughing because um, it was that loud. It sounded like a, it sounded like you know in those sci-fi films where like a, a, a asteroid explodes in space or a space station explodes. It's like that. Wow! It was like that. <laughs> so my question to you is: Is that a true story? Uh, my wife just walked into the room. Here. I don't know if you can see my yeah. wife. She's just laughing now. So. I can. So I that the, I don't know. Based just purely based on your wife's face, I think it's true because she was she she had a bit of a smirk, but she also was grimacing in some ways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think it might be true. Um, one thing I wanted to say was that I, I'm not sure if the pulling your butt cheeks apart to make a silent fart is a thing. I mean, you said like, you know, the old thing. I don't think it's a thing. It is. Of course it is. People do that <laughs> just to, to release a bit of, well, that's why people shuffle on the seats, don't they? Sort of squeeze down on one cheek and then try and get a bit of an opening to let it just release a bit <laughs> but, of tension. But not parting them. Like you know, displaying your bum hole to a doctor. No, I had one hand on my todger. So it's just, you know, pulling one cheek to the side. No, oh, just like a little bit of a yeah. little butt cheek lift. I see, yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. No, so, yeah, I'll give you a... Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah, I just have to say, with a little bit of assistance from your wife, I'm going to go that this is true. Yeah, she's given the game away. It was, it was true. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Um, honestly, just didn't realise a human body could make a sound that loud. It was it's crazy. Uh, yeah, she is laughing again. 
Ask her to ask her to do an impression of the sound. Uh, Sam says, "Can you do a, an impression of the sound?" I don't think she does it justice. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> When you were at school, did you get straight A's or were you a fool? John and Sam want to know. They'll feature your story on the show. Tales from teachers are welcome too. You can send the email from the loo. Ring, ring goes the bell. Okay, so this is actually in response to last episode's burning question, which was, what was the most inappropriate thing a teacher ever said or did? Uh, and quite a lot more people have got in touch since we did the last episode. Yeah, popular topic. Yes, some unbelievable people are teachers. Uh, so Sam, what, <laughs> what do you, uh, who's been in touch? Uh, yeah, the, the most inappropriate thing a teacher ever said, uh, according to Chris on Facebook, was, you can't prove anything. Um, this is when they, uh, his class were asking the history teacher about why he was seen eating with another student from his class. And later on, the teacher was caught in a relationship with that student. All right. Oh. So a little bit of naughty dining. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had Coco on Twitter. She said, the teacher accused me and two other students of stealing something from the coat closet just because we hung up our coats. So I've been accused of stealing by a teacher. Yeah, that's really bad. I mean, that's like, it's not on the funny side. It's on the, oh, that's really quite mean side. Talking about ones that are on the uh, bad side of the fence, uh, Taco Chu on Twitter said the worst thing a teacher ever said to her was, please come to my house and sleep in my bed. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. Apparently this was... um, I'm wondering if she was a teacher herself at the time, but it says the principal of an elementary school uh, in rural Ibaragi uh, said this in front of my husband and the school nurse while the four of us were having lunch together during the school festival. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, what was he thinking? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So on Twitter, Saint Sunday got in touch and she said, um, your eyes are small. A teacher said to her, your eyes are small and she's Asian, which is just, uh, yeah, racist. <laughs> well, yeah, racist. Yeah, there's no, there's no two ways of putting that. Uh, Alex Winters on Twitter uh, said, and this one, a slightly more, uh, well, I was, actually, I was going to say slightly lighthearted, probably maybe in comparison, but actually it does include physical abuse. So let's see. <laughs> It says, a fellow English language teacher thought the best way to teach some five-year-old boys the meaning of the word hit was to get one to punch the other in the stomach. He did this during a parent's observation. (laughs) Uh, First rule of kids' lessons is no one talks about kids' lessons. (laughs) He said... uh, but apparently, he said he told this story to every other teacher he met uh, and he thought it was really funny. Oh, I kind of agree. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but not for the reason he thinks i just think he's just obviously a bit of a twat 
<laughs> oh, he's a massive twat. Yeah. Um, Bill Farry's consultant one on uh, Twitter. He goes, said my high school teacher was talking about ocean biology, some sort of fish or something that had a dietary preference, and then he said to the whole class, and so this whatever is going to open that clam up and say, I'm going to eat you out. Uh, the class, the entire class, <laughs> looked at each other in disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> any any slip of the tongue like that I mean no pun intended yeah. obviously <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, Joe in Kanazawa uh, he said uh, I know one uh, I know one teacher who married one of his students dot 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 oh right I, well, I wonder who, that discussion he's, last who week, he's talking about <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Joe doesn't work in an elementary school no <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming he married one of his adult students. Yeah. Hoping. <laughs> yeah. uh, Steve Sensei got in touch on uh, Twitter and he said, uh, a sixth grade maths teacher called our class a bunch of dildos, which is uh, great. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lovely bit of abuse. Yeah. I, I'm reckoning that bunch of dildos is is about the limit of what you could get away with. Yeah, I think you'd possibly get yourself into a bit of trouble. Uh, nowadays <laughs> in England although I did once take the piss uh, out of a kid because he was implying that his mum had a dildo um, and he thought he thought I didn't understand what he was talking about but then I made very clear that I did and then made uh, I can't remember what he said or so he was, he was saying something he, was like, he had like a purple pen or something my retort ended up being oh you dildo which at which point he was mortified and the entire class was in stitches which <laughs> Possibly could get me fired. Yeah. Was that in England? Am I going to have to beep this out again? Uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then, actually, you mentioned about the teacher from last week. Just as a bit of a, as a wrap-up, uh, a follow-up to that, um, Edgar Frank got in touch. He said that uh, a teacher had shagged his dad uh, on, his <laughs> on his birthday. birthday. And, uh, yeah, and we kind of talked about it in quite quite depth in fact listeners if you remember it how much we talked about it that's not the half of it i edited out a good four or five <laughs> minutes more of what we were banging on about <laughs> the blather uh but edgar frank got in touch uh and we also gave him a bit of abuse uh, about the quality of his jokes and stuff uh, he says to, he said uh, am i the first burning question collaborator to have their answer dismantled and then slated <laughs> i think so we're normally quite kind uh, he says, just to be clear, I said a teacher shagged my dad. She wasn't my teacher. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, you are right, John. It was my new stepmom, and they married on my 12th birth. <laughs> Egg, for, for Egg Fra Frank on his 12th birthday, it, was, it must have been a busy day for his dad because he would have had to have given... He would have had to have given Edgar a present, and then he had to give his new wife one. <laughs> Uh, 
And that's all for today's show. Just leaves me to say thanks to everyone who was involved. Uh, thanks to everyone, uh, especially for getting in touch for the school day slash burning questions segment. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook or go to the uh, website, johnandsaminjapan.com. And this episode's burning question that we haven't used was, um, what's the uh, biggest waste of money that a partner has spent? Okay, yeah, sound, that sounds great. All right, anything else? No, I think that's all. All right, catch, catch you later. later. It is time to go, that's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy, not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favourite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family. Or even the people you're married. You should join in. Answer the burning questions Send a new story Preferably something we can find about We're on the social media sites Facebook and Twitter day and night It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com And if you do this then maybe, just maybe Sam will put his clothes back on John and Sam in Japan The International Comedy Podcast